Hello and welcome. So today we talk about all kinds of brain issues like brain fog, memory issues, concentration issues, also dementia and Alzheimer's. But I keep it on purpose a bit loosely defined like uh, we're going to talk about brain herbs in general, herbs that are good for the brain. And this can treat many conditions that have similar underlying causes for example uh, those brain herbs they are traditionally used or could also be beneficial and helpful for things like depression and anxiety for ADHD and yeah other similar issues anything actually that concerns the brain because yeah as I said the underlying issues are often similar so if we look at like memory decline while we are aging or sometimes it does have to do something with aging and sometimes it doesn't you know you could also have had a car accident in the past with some head trauma that leads to loss of memory function you could have an underlying disease like a hormonal imbalance or something like hypothyroidism which leads to brain fog so you see also middle-aged or younger people could have this kinds of issues it's not only the old age uh, dementia that we would expect to a certain extent so we all know yeah a certain loss of memory is probably uh, yeah strongly associated with the aging process but that doesn't mean we cannot do something about it or and we should do something about it i mean alzheimer is this really extreme form you know you are not even aware of your memory loss so if you're aware that your memory declined it's actually a good sign and it's not a sign that Alzheimer is uh, kind of starting so if you know oh yeah I forgot my keys all the time I don't know where I put my car keys or I go into the kitchen and when I arrive there I already don't know anymore what I wanted to do in the kitchen so those moments uh, that we jokingly ca call uh, a senior moment uh, which kind of makes fun of this fact um, that memory declines a bit with aging yeah this could be the cause or not you know it could have other causes and um, also we don't have to accept this just as given and a natural uh, result of aging but we can and should counteract these effects of declining memory and we have very effective herbs and supplements that can help us with that process so this is what we're going to mainly talk about so let's dig into the weeds um, as I said the underlying problems are sometimes overlapping with other things that are going wrong with the brain like ADHD or depression because um, yeah some of the causes are a lack of circulation to the head the yeah a diminished cerebral blood flow which comes um, yeah with this would be a thing that comes normally with aging so your heart just does not have the same pumping strength as a result your blood pressure goes up and tries to make up for this lack of pumping strength also the atherosclerosis and other factors so all of this can lead to a diminished cerebral blood flow and this of course yeah I mean the blood the brain needs the blood so the thinking uh, is greatly um, impacted by this and yeah well there's gravity no? so our heart is constantly pumping against gravity and trying to get the blood uh, up to the head so yeah this is a, a big effort and if we have a diminishing of this um, a pumping strength of the heart or the atherosclerosis or something then yeah we will be affected by this so um, we know this because sometimes herbs that are known to help with blood flow to the brain like ginkgo for example um, help with this they can just yeah help with the circulation get more blood to the brain and we have a noticeable effect of people taking ginkgo supplements uh, in their cognition and memory and all that so another factor would be and this also comes sometimes with aging or let's say it often starts actually in middle life um, already a low grade kind of silent inflammation so I'm not talking about you know visible inflammation like redness and swelling or pain or something like that there's typical symptoms of, of inflammation but a low-grade inflammation that goes largely unnoticed and we know it has something to do that inflammation in general has something to do uh, with the occurrence of dementia and also Alzheimer because there are studies that show that people who have rosacea so rosacea is an inflammatory skin disease so this would be obvious inflammation in the body this is not the low-grade inflammation this is highly acute active inflammation on the skin that there's redness and swelling and, and pain and itching on the skin 
So people with rosacea have a 7% higher risk of any form of dementia and a 25% higher risk of Alzheimer. So this shows the connection between inflammation um, and dementia. Um, so the low-grade inflammation in our body is of course not so easily detectable as the rosacea that you can see and you see the swelling and redness and all that. I mean we don't see the low-grade inflammation in our arteries or uh, all over in, in the body, in the inside of our body. Uh, but we can see the symptoms and there's also one blood test that can actually show this um, low-grade inflammation. It's called the high sensitivity CRP. So the CRP is a more widely known blood test, you know, that doctors routinely, uh, routinely use mainly to see if you just had a heart attack. So if you come with symptoms of a, of a, maybe a heart, a suspected heart, heart attack to the hospital, they will draw your blood and see in the CRP pretty quickly is it sky high this means there's massive inflammation going on in the body you have this heart attack the heart muscle the inflammation it, pr it produces uh, is expresses itself in the CRP so this is a blood result that detects that but as we're talking about this more low-grade um, subclinical inflammation we need the high sensitivity CRP which is yeah as it says, a more sensitive test for the CRP, so we can detect those uh, lesser, um, uh, yeah, those lower inflammations in the body. So this would be a way to detect this inflammation. It could pick up on that or not, you know, also if the CRP, the high sensitivity CRP is pretty low, it doesn't mean that there is not at all inflammation in the body. It could be localized uh, and so it's not yet detectable in the blood, but it is a good blood test to get an idea and to check that your levels are fine. So this leads us to the conclusion that herbs that can help with the circulation and also herbs that can lower inflammation would be beneficial for any kind of brain um, issues like dementia and um, memory problems. So we're going, going to talk about some of those. Um, actually, the first herb that I want to mention is go to cola, which is a uh, yeah, the number one brain and nerve tonic in Ayurveda. So it grows in tropical climates in Asia, in India. It grows in areas where there's lots of water and it needs a warm climate. It grows very abundantly. It's like it covers the ground. I've seen it in, in South America also growing. Like it covers areas close to the beach where there's a river in the forest. It grows everywhere. It's amazing. So it yeah, it, it grows in large quantities. The elephants eat it and there's a story that that's why the memory of elephants is so amazing because they eat Goto Cola. So that's a nice little story. It is also used as a, you know, in in countries, let's say in Thailand, for example, they implement it in the cooking. You can get a Goto Cola salad or a ju juice with Goto Cola um, or steamed Goto Cola, any kinds of preparations. You could also cook with it even from the dried. Like here you would not get it fresh. Uh, that would be difficult, but you can buy the dried leaves and you can rehydrate them and cook with them. So I have made a goto cola pesto. Usually I don't use like 100% goto cola for that. It's pretty bitter, but if you mix it with some spinach and other milder herbs, um, then yeah, you can get a nice flavor profile that masks a little bit the, the bitterness of the goto colas. So you can definitely mix it with other green herbs and make a pesto or a soup, a pureed soup or something like that. Um, so this would be a way to consume it. And as I said, it's a mild herb, so the quantities are unfortunately pretty large. If we want to go for really a therapeutic effect, let's say you have already the memory loss, you really want to treat an active problem, it's a different thing than just taking it um, yeah, in a preventive manner or of course then a couple of grams a day would be fine. But if we really want to have an effect, it is also pretty slow acting, so it takes a while. I mean, maybe the earliest results you could kind of feel after two or three weeks if you're lucky but um, yeah it takes a while so this would be something you really have to be uh, decided to to take it every day and try it out for a longer time yeah so you could easily take a dose of like 30 grams a day i mean an overdose with goto cola is yeah it's not possible it's a very food-like herb there's no side effects it's yeah as i said it's very food-like it's a leaf so you would buy the dried tea the dried leaves in tea form let's say you can make a tea you can brew a tea out of it with those kind of um, nourishing leaves you know they have also lots of minerals and other 
beneficial uh, nutrients in them i always recommend to make a long infusion this means we steep the leaves overnight so you would for example or at least four hours but let's say overnight it's it's really practical so you just put the tea to brew in the evening you take your 30 grams of herb you would need about a liter of water, maybe half a liter yeah half a liter to a liter of water uh, to really cover the herb because the herb also expands when it comes in contact with the hot water so leave a bit of room um, i use a french press for that you know those french coffee presses because uh, it's also important that you press out the dregs in the end to get really everything out of them so this is a good way but you can also just brew it in a mason jar and then drain it in a colander and just press it out with your hands so it depends but a french press is very practical for that i mean this is the same way you know i would prepare any kind of nourishing mineral rich uh, leafy green herbs like nettle or alfalfa horsetail things like that that need a bit more extraction to really get everything out of them so this is a good way to prepare the goto cola tea yeah so the goto cola does actually not work on the circulation uh, or on the inflammation i mean on the inflammation yeah maybe because it is very cooling so it could also lower inflammation or it, do it does that but the main action is actually that it is a rejuvenative to the nervous system so it actually rebuilds the physical structure of the nerves so yeah and it's i mean this is pretty amazing so you get actually a cure for your problem let's say yeah so it's not just a symptomatic remedy that uh, you know when for example ginkgo is very different no? the, the ginkgo you take um you take a pill and it lasts the effect lasts for a couple of hours or for a day let's say and you have to take a pill again it's not that it cures anything yeah it it helps with the circulation and improves memory and everything it works great but you have to keep taking it and it's more kind of a drug-like effect you know you take it and you feel an effect but if you stop taking it um, yeah the effects you also don't get the effect anymore but with go to cola it's different because after drinking go to cola for a year or two let's say you're really going for the high dose for a while taking the 30 grams maybe for six months until you really get a benefit and the effect and you feel wow it's working then also your body you know after a while it is saturated with the constituents of the herb so you can then gradually uh, decrease to a maintenance dose so you could take for example 15 grams for another six months and then you just see which dose you need to keep the effects up yeah to just stay with those effects so you can maybe then take 10 grams or or even less to maintain those effects five grams even after a while yeah so this would be yeah the the idea of taking go to cola that you take it for a long while and you don't stop taking it but you at some point you will have the actual benefit of the complete nerve restoration yeah so this helps also with anxiety and depression and adhd and uh, yeah memory loss brain fog uh, even if you have like memory uh, impairment after a, a head injury or an accident it doesn't matter the cause of your memory loss so this works for all those applications it's also especially good herb for hypothyroid and yeah for other in inflammatory uh, diseases so this could be part of a protocol it's really yeah very effective we are glad to have this amazing herb from ayurveda so goto cola goes also under the name centella asiatica so this is um, the botanical name so if you look where to find this herb you will find many suppl supplements like in capsule form or tablets or extracts or uh, some capsules and tablets actually just contain the goto cola powder so it's not a concentrated extract uh, but there are also other forms of more concentrated extracts anyway i don't think you can get the right dose in if you take this in a capsule form or as a supplement or as an extract or something i think the best is to buy the tea in bulk just buy two pounds of the goto cola leaf and brew teas out of this another option would be powder which is how it's traditionally sold and used in ayurveda in india so the powder can also be made into a tea you can just pour hot water on it uh, if it's powder you maybe don't have to brew it overnight it extracts a bit quicker 
and uh, you could also just stir the powder into a juice or something it is pretty bitter as I said so you can try to just stir the goto cola powder in a very sweet juice like something really sweet and sticky like a mango juice or um, a pear juice or a really sweet juice um, so you can mask a bit the flavor and get it down easy more easily so I myself have a kind of love-hate relationship with the good cola but I must say I have really gotten used to it to the bitter flavor after a while you can really enjoy it uh, a trick that I found was later that I brewed the tea and strained it and then I added um, double the amount of beetroot juice to it because the beetroot juice is also really sweet and kind of masks the flavor and also um, yeah you get the extra benefit of the beets which are also really beneficial and helpful for any kind of brain and memory issues they detox the liver so beets have also yeah lots of advantages they reduce um, high blood pressure and um, help the production of nitric oxide in the body so lots of benefits also here yeah if i say it lowers blood pressure it doesn't mean that if you have low blood pressure you cannot drink beet juice because this is not an, a one-way effect this is more um yeah an effect in the sense of um yeah, strengthening and rebalancing the body and this normalizes the blood pressure so there is no no warning for anybody to not take the beetroot juice it's a very safe uh, and food like of course uh, remedy so this would be a way to take it in powder stirring it into a sweet juice or just brewing the tea and forget about the capsules and the tablets and the extracts I think this is just yeah way more expensive and just imagine if you put go to cola powder in, a, in capsules of course you could encapsulate it at home if you don't like the taste and you think ah oh, maybe capsules is a good alternative but if I say 30 grams um, the, in one capsules you have about half a gram in one capsule so this would be 60 capsules so this is not very practical so I really recommend you take it in the powder form just stir it into some juice or also in oatmeal or food or your breakfast or some kind of mushy food you can stir in the powder and just get it down somehow uh, or make the tea and also to the tea you can add some sweetener or something that masks a bit the bitterness so I mentioned already ginkgo so ginkgo biloba has many scientific studies done so we know pretty well that it improves the circulation to the brain it increases the tone and elasticity of the blood vessel and vessels and this improves the cognition so there's many studies done we yeah we have good data on this it's actually a funny herb because yeah really ginkgo is not uh, I think it is used in Chinese medicine also the ginkgo nut has some uses but it's not that you could just take the dried ginkgo leaves and brew a tea out of them and get some benefit this is not proven all studies have been done with the extract where they yeah, extract um, only certain constituents of the ginkgo and this is way different than you know consuming the whole plant with all those over 10,000 different constituents that a normal plant, an average plant has. Of course, normally we want that. We want the herbs in the raw form and we want all those constituents working together. But ginkgo is a bit kind of um, a research discovery, let's say. Yeah, all what we know, most of what we know about it is from this research of the extracts. So I can only recommend in this case that you use it as an extract because this is what we have the studies on and we don't know how this constituents would actually extract from the leaf if it would extract in a high enough dose let's say if you take it as a tea or something so we don't know much about using ginkgo the ginkgo leaves from the tree in this more natural form so in this case the studies have been done on the extract so I usually work with the extract it's also very convenient of course I mean I was just just talking about how to best get down the 30 grams of bitter go to cola powder and now we have this tiny little pill very convenient it's probably one capsule a day or two so it's very easy to take yeah but remember we have the added benefit the goto cola has a very different form of action it actually rejuvenates the ner nervous tissues and the, the nerve cells and in, in the brain so you actually get an improvement of the underlying condition for your um, symptoms and for your health issues and brain issues with the ginkgo not the ginkgo is more a symptomatic a bit drug-like action but I like to combine those two often so um, ginkgo also has other amazing benefits like for eyesight which also explains you know it's a circulatory uh, 
uh, active yeah it, it increases the circulation to the brain kind of this upward energy so of course it would also help to to cool down the eyes and bring circulation to the eyes yeah it also has this more cooling effect uh, which is um, if you take it kind of energetically no? in ayurveda they say yeah, for example that the cause of eyesight problems is the heat that rises and the heat that damages the 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 optical nerve and um, the eyes in general so ginkgo would be has this upward moving circula uh, circulative energy so brings cooling circulation to the eyes yeah as as in contrary you know we have other great circulatory herbs like for example ginger which also have a benefit for impro improving dementia and alzheimer's because yeah circulation it helps with circulation ginger is a circulatory herb but it's also warming so in some cases we don't want too much of this warming effect if we suspect other uh, inflammatory conditions underneath so we have ginkgo as a more cooling no? it cools the inflammation at the same time no? with ginger in high doses and over time we have a bit of pro-inflammatory effect i mean some some would say oh yeah ginger is also very anti-inflammatory i mean they have of course like in almost all plants you know you find anti-inflammatory components which the plant needs itself to defend itself against insects and um, microbes and everything so Of course, ginger has all, also anti-inflammatory uh, component, compo components, but overall, um, it has more this warming energy. You know, you feel circulation improving, but also the warmth, which can be beneficial for many conditions. You know, if the, especially if the person is tending to more uh, symptoms like cold feet and all this, we don't have a problem with uh, warmth, but we have problems with it if we're treating inflammation and those brain issues, they're often associated with inflammation. So turmeric, for example, would be a way better choice. And luckily we have also good studies available on that, really surprising studies actually, like they have literally tested turmeric against uh, antidepressives and other uh, yeah, psychopharmaca uh, drugs. So turmeric has a benefit on many issues that can go wrong with the brain like depression and also memory loss and all that. And there are many studies that prove the beneficial um, effects of turmeric in those cases. Okay, the next amazing brain herb I want to talk about, it's very famous in Ayurveda, it comes from Ayurveda. It's also used in Western medicine actually, it's called Kalamus. In Ayurveda it's called Vacha. So we talk about the Kalamus root and as I said, it's an Ayurvedic remedy. It's also used in Western medicine, like Western herbalism, it's more like just a warming digestive aid. But Ayurveda sees it as the major herb for mind and brain. It promotes also awareness, it has also Yeah, maybe this benefits for meditation, awareness, um, consciousness. It increases also brain circulation. Here we have it again. It's also very uh, warming. It is a bit tricky to use because this one is very nauseating. So we need very tiny doses of it. We have to be very careful. We have to slowly go up in the dose and slowly get used to it. So let's say if you would take five grams of of calamos uh, on the first day you would probably vomit it's very nauseating so with this herb please be be really careful you can buy the root pieces you can make a tea out of it you can just chew on the root pieces you can take it as a powder it comes in powder form usually in ayurveda so it's a bit tricky really start with a dose like half a gram and take half a gram maybe for a couple of days then go up to one gram go up to one and a half grams so by titrating up slowly like this you might be able to get to a dose of four to five grams which would be good i think this is a good kind of target dose but you also might have to stop before that if you feel any nausea or any symptoms or any vomiting or anything like i mean we want to find the the maximum dose before you have to vomit so just pay attention to to nausea like don't take accidentally two doses when you already took your dose or something like that so yeah just be careful and go slowly up with the calamus an easier way to take the calamus is actually the ayurvedic uh, brain combination called sarasvati churna so churna just means powder so it's a mix those ayurvedic formulations 
they often just come as a mixed powder that you scoop out and as I said mix into something mix into some mushy food like oatmeal or mix into water or sweet juice or even milk in some cases in Ayurveda so it's a powder Sarasvati Churna it comes probably yeah it comes also in all kinds of form like as pressed tablets or capsules or in other uh, forms so you would take the powder about two to six grams per day with honey and ghee it's a combination of several herbs and it contains also some calamus. So it has ashwagandha, which is also good for the brain and for many other things. It has shankpushpi. Um, yeah, those are the, the three main herbs, let's say, ashwagandha, calamus and shankpushpi. All those are for the brain and they kind of offset each other a bit in their energies. So Ayurveda places a lot of emphasis in having their formulas balanced. Um, and tri doshic they say so the doshas is you know, vata pitta kapha those energies like some people tend to be more on the cool side or warm side or dry or moist or heavy or light so if a formula is balanced in this way it can be given to many people without having to worry that you uh, send uh, already a hot person too much into the hot direction or you cool somebody down who is already having issues with having cold feet and having other cold uh, related health issues so it's a very balanced formula and also what is very typical for Ayurveda they always put a couple of digestive aids like warming digestive carminative spices we call them in their formulas so this in this case could be Ajvan or Cumin uh, Trikatu which is a mixture of ginger uh, black pepper and long pepper so there's a little pepper in all this there's a little rock salt in it so those are just the digestive aids to balance out the formula and to help with the absorption I mean we have now after Ayurveda knows this since thousands of years and now in modern uh, phytotherapy research we have discovered that actually black pepper enhances the absorption of many things for example turmeric so you often see turmeric supplements together with black pepper or also other supplements because it basically enhances the absorption of just about anything so we have now uh, study data that confirms this idea and Ayurveda as I said uses this since the dawn of, uh, of the existence of Ayurveda so they always put some digestive herbs into their formulas to help with the absorption and also because you know most people need a little bit of warming digestive uh, herbs to help with their Agni the digestive fire and yeah it's just a good preventative thing to take it in that way so Ayurveda would recommend to take two to six grams per day mixed with honey and ghee so this would be the traditional way to take it but as I said you can just mix it with food or a juice or something the idea is just to get it down also you start with a low dose and work up so the calamus is just a part of the formula it's not so likely that you get into the range um, of, of having this nauseating effect so even if you take six grams of this formula uh, you're probably just taking a gram or two of calamus in the total formula formula or even less so you won't have this nauseating effect then also from ayurveda we have the herb called bacopa so bacopa sometimes um, there is a bit of confusion between gotukola and bacopa because both are called brahmi in ayurveda so brahmi just means god-like or having the mind of a god so both are just very important brain herbs in ayurveda bacopa and gotukola so they sometimes go under the name Brahmi. Um, Bacopa maybe goes a bit more often like in a Western context, like if you, you look up to buy this the supplement Bacopa, you maybe find it more likely under the name Brahmi than go to cola, but there can be a confusion, so just check the botanical name. So now we're talking about Bacopa Monieri, which is this herb. It's also from Ayurveda. It has the advantage the dose is lower than with go to cola. And it has pretty much the same profile. Like for as a brain herb, it has yeah pretty much the same effect. I would say go to cola. Yeah, in the differences would be that go to cola is also a nerve and connective tissue restorative. So you can also use go to cola for other issues, like if you have scar tissues in the body, or um, multiple sclerosis or any other kind of breakdown in the body of connective tissue if you want to restore that go to cola is also has the same effect that it has on the nerves in the brain 
on other connective tissues in the body so it can be used also for wound healing or if you have a broken bone or yeah anything skin acne no? it heals any type of uh, yeah internal and external connective tissues including skin bones and all this so this is the difference but as i said bacopa has a very similar effect on the mind so you could also take the bacopa it is a lower dose than the go to cola so yeah 10 grams would be maybe enough um, it also does not taste very good but it's more um, viable to take it in a capsule or tablet form so in just a second, we're going to talk about another amazing brain herb for Ayurveda that does a lot more than only be good for the brain. But let's just talk about one um, herb that I also use frequently in combination with the Goto Cola or also on its own. It would also work for Alzheimer's, dementia, for really serious memory loss. And it's called, actually in the supplement form, it's called Huperzine. There's Huperzine A and B. The A is more potent, so usually you find supplements that say Huperzine A. It is actually derived from a plant. So the plant is called Hupersia moss. Yeah, Hupersia serrata is the actual herb. It is used in Chinese medicine, but it also has problems as an herb. You know, you couldn't just kind of pick the herb and use it like this straight from nature because it is a bit tricky. I have never used it in this way, um, so it has some, it could have some toxic side effect or something. There is some problem with taking it straight from the plant. So, but what researchers did and tried was to extract the active ingredient and to make it into a supplement, and they succeeded very much at this. So, they managed to extract the active ingredient, which is the huperzine. A and B, so in this case talking about A, a bit more potent form, and they put it in a capsule and have excellent studies about how it improves brain function and memory and all those things that we are talking about here. And it is also a more a drug-like effect, so it is derived from a natural plant, but you know, after all this processing and fiddling with it and tweaking the molecule, it is almost like a natural drug in a capsule and it also has this more short-term effect. It means you have to keep taking it to get an effect. But I combine it a lot with the Gotukola because, you know, the Gotukola people have to really take for a while to feel the benefit and you want to give people, you know, a quick success and some quicker relief. So if they take the, the Hooperzine A uh, together with the Gotukola or also independently, it would also work. But uh, yeah, you just get pretty much an effect within a couple of days or even the first time they take it, they can already notice something. So yeah, this is what I like about it. It's effective. It is, let's say, kind of natural. And uh, yeah, it definitely also does not have many side effects, but the dose is a problem. I mean, it has side effects if you go uh, too high in the dose. So you also would have to be careful. The doses are pretty low. So we're talking about here to start with maybe about 200 micrograms. So it's not milligrams, it's micrograms. So 200 milligrams is a dose that you often see like what would be in one capsule if you buy the supplement. So you take one capsule, see what it does for you. Maybe after a couple of days, you can take a capsule in the morning and one capsule around lunchtime. Maybe after a week or two of doing this, you can go up even take two capsules in the morning and one around lunchtime or maybe in the middle of the after afternoon. You can take it also in at night, but I think as, as it's more like an immediate effect, maybe take it during the day because that's when, when you most kind of need your brain. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, you could then go up to a dose, let's say maybe 800 micrograms spread out during the day, so not all at once but maybe just divided between morning around lunchtime and mid of mid afternoon or something like that and yeah just watch out for this it's it's not really nausea like with the calamus it doesn't make you vomit immediately it's just this strange feeling in the brain so if you get too high you yeah you might feel this but also don't be you know don't watch out for it too much you know i mean now that i've said it you know you're probably being too um yeah scared about it just know that the dose is low it's not the more the better but just go slowly up with the dose like 200 microgram is not going to do anything bad for you um 400 gram milligrams uh, micrograms sorry 
200 micrograms or 400 micrograms is not going to do anything bad to you and you can go up maybe you know your ideal dose is 600 micrograms or 800 so you should try out those doses and just see what works best for you some people can go as high as 1200 micrograms so it's really a thing to find the individual dose and that works uh, good for you so what it does it's a very powerful and highly selective in its action that it increases the acetylcholine in the brain so the acetylcholine uh, is this neurotransmitter that helps yeah for all those connections and everything that's going on with the communication in the brain so it's something that the brain needs for memory function and concentration and all this so the effect is pretty much immediate you take the huperzine a it increases the acetylcholine and you feel the effect and you are like wow I'm not forgetting where I put the car keys or I'm not forgetting what what it was that I came here for or uh, what was it what I just said so it's it's really nice you know people really report wow it's actually amazing you know maybe they I just had a woman a client and she had actually brain and memory uh, lost since many years basically the last 30 years after a, a tra uh, trauma to her head and in a car accident so she was used to her forgetfulness and to her memory issues and she just worked around it and wrote lists and everything but she, she was just not even expecting any cure for this she came to me for a totally different reason but I said hey you know let's try the go to cola and let's uh, also take the Hooperzine A to just give you a bit a quicker success uh, with your brain and she actually just told me yeah she didn't expect anything from it but now actually if she thinks about it she does not forget things and she can just concentrate better and yeah she feels totally different in her brain so this was a great success and I'm yeah I was really happy about that so yeah this is a, a quick success for um, that works yeah pretty fast the doses are low it's just a couple of small capsules per day so very easy to take so that's why I wanted to mention Hooperzine A so the next herb I want to talk about is also from Ayurveda it's called Guduchi and yeah I learned this from my teacher KP Kalsa and yeah he's an amazing specialist in natural healing and especially in Ayurveda that's what he's known for but he also works with all herbs from all major systems also from Chinese medicine from Western herbalism so Guduchi is an herb he uses a lot and he taught me about um, it's not such a famous herb you know it's not something you come across if you google like herbs for brain and memory I mean if you if you google that herbs for the brain for Alzheimer's for dementia for all these issues we're talking about you will find the Gotukola pretty quickly you will find the Bacopa but the Guduchi you won't probably find in those searches which does not mean that it's less important or less effective or less anything it is actually a pretty amazing herb that at the same time it has a lot of advantages it's a rejuvenative herbs it does a lot of things it's immune stimulant it, actually in India it's very known uh, as a typical you know grandma remedy for cold and flu so um, people would have a plant in their garden or you know, planted or or wild and they would just break off the stem and a couple of leaves and cook this into a tea if uh, cold and flu is coming on and you want to to help that so it's known for for that as an immune stimulant as an anti-flu herb it's very bitter it is um, antibacterial anti-inflammatory it contains berberine so berberine is an alkaloid that plants contain and those plants are known to be very effective as an antimicrobial antibacterial antiviral so uh, antifungal even so yeah this is an, an amazing constituent in plants the alkaloid berberine and it's a bit analgesic it's also good for the liver so it has many things it's known as a rejuvenative herb also anti-aging and all that so I mean this is an amazing herb that does so many things at the same time so it is beneficial to take it anyway so this could be a good idea you know to just take it preventively a couple of grams every day like if you just take it in this in this way you know the dose is low one two three grams per day 
half a teaspoon a teaspoon of the powder it also doesn't taste very good but it's okay you could make a tea out of it but I think I also prefer to just stir the powder into some sweet juice or something or oatmeal or something so it's an amazing herb to get a lot of benefits and also it's aphrodisiac so yeah it's really rejuvenating and yeah it's almost has this kind of not an adaptogen it's definitely not an adaptogen but it's um, in Ayurveda they don't have the term adaptogen like an herb for stress and like broad acting overall hormonal immune balance um, but in Ayurveda they use the term Rasayana so uh, Rasayana is a rejuvenative herb and Guduchi is one of them so yeah it's um, a pretty amazing herb so you could take this preventively for all its benefits you know you can up the dose if you feel like there's a cold and flu coming on you can do so many things it's really such an all-rounder it's good to have it and it's also very effective for the brain so for more this acute acute treatment of memory issues and brain fog and all this I would go with a dose about 10 to 15 grams this would be yeah you know we want to feel an effect no? I always say start with less of course you're not going to take 15 grams the first day also with the coca-cola or any other herb you work slowly into the dose and just slowly increase the dose so just start with less start with a couple of grams start with half a teaspoon and just work your way up to those 15 grams so that you get used to it slowly and then you feel you know do I get the desired effect? If not, maybe you need a little more. No? 15 grams is also by no means um, a maximum dose. No? It can go much higher if needed. No? So, yeah, it's good. Rejuvenative, anti-aging, all this. In Ayurveda, they say it clears the channels of the brain and mind. So Ayurveda has this um, yeah, specific anatomy ayurvedic anatomy so they talk about the channels and how to clear them, them in this case but it kind of matches up nicely with our western definition of um yeah of having yeah of circulation in a way and also plaque or deposits there is also this idea of those amyloid plaques in the case of alzheimer's so there are actually channels that are um, just kind of full of stuff that shouldn't be there no? kind of toxins or however you want to call it no? it's not exactly toxins you know sometimes it's just the sticky oxidized cholesterol that clings to our arteries or in the case of the brain it's just things that accumulate and um, yeah kind of clog clog up the system so Ayurveda works without knowing all that without knowing about um, all those plaques and deposits in the way that we know today in modern medicine and research they already knew there are channels that sometimes have to be cleared in the body in many ways so uh, also the arteries or whatever it could be uh, channels in the brain so um, there is a certain equivalent in modern medicine and modern uh, thinking to that today Okay, I, I won't make it my goal to cover all the amazing uh, herbs and supplements that have a positive effect on the brain, but there are many more you can research. There is also green tea and L-theanine and several amino acids that have a beneficial effect on just thinking and clarity of the mind. Um, you can some, drink something simple as a mint tea, which is a very known traditional remedy from Western herbalism uh, yeah, for, for the mind and memory and cognition in general. So there are many more things that we can do and other supplements and herbs, but yeah, I have to keep it to something, <laughs> to uh, a minimum of those things today. Uh, but it wouldn't be complete without mentioning that, of course, there are many lifestyle factors and also diet that have a big influence on our brain. So it doesn't matter, you know, I mean, sometimes we think about a certain medical diagnosis as if it uh, came upon us without anything that we did or it has nothing to do with our lifestyle or diet or, or sleep or anything. It's just a chemical imbalance in the brain. It's ADHD or whatever and uh, our lifestyle and diet has nothing to do with it. It's just, you know, we produce too little or too much of a certain neurotransmitter or something. It is usually not like that. I mean, there might be exceptions. There might be a genetic component or just um, a tendency that we have um, of 
yeah because of our genetics or something but usually lifestyle and diet and things like sleep uh, have a big um, impact on our brain health i mean any person you know for example which let's stick with the example of adhd Uh, people who suffer from that they can tell you that certain foods trigger it or if they didn't sleep well they suffer from more ADHD and con concentration problems and all, all their symptoms so also in any brain issue or disease is not like a disease of fixed symptoms you know if you get the measles you have a certain set of symptoms and it it lasts a certain time it's over we, we know which remedies you know to apply and all that it's kind of a straightforward um a progress and process and there are tests for it you know you can detect it in the blood or by the symptoms or anything brain issues are a complexer set of symptoms usually you know there is not one alzheimer that is exactly the same as the other person's alzheimer you always have to treat the whole person you have to see what is going on in the digestive system with their liver or what other factors are going on in their life you know a person that has memory issues and doesn't sleep well you have to help them sleep because of course this is absolutely necessary to be able to concentrate during the day and to think clearly and all that so you need your eight hours of sleep a night or even more sleep is very much associated with memory and iq so definitely it's a big part to assess your sleep and to um, make improvements if necessary and of course we also have herbs for that that can help with the quality of sleep so this would be one that way of doing it so sleep lack of sleep just also it um, it increases inflammation and all this so this is the same yeah the underlying issue that causes all these problems also depression anxiety hyperactivity in children all those kind of issues so having a good balanced diet is of course also important it can also be beneficial to just supplement I mean, not just, but additionally to the best diet you can possibly eat, you supplement certain vitamins for a while, like for example, vitamin D is very much related to the brain and to memory and to many other diseases, magnesium, the B vitamins, and especially also omega-3. And most of us, or let's say practically all of us in the modern Western world have a deficiency of omega-3. We don't have the right um, relation and balance in our blood between the omega-6 and the omega-3 so it is always a good idea to supplement with omega-3 especially if you have any chronic health issue or yeah memory issue anything it is especially helpful for the brain our brain is made of omega-3 so this is definitely a good supplement supplement to include also a high dose b vitamin lots of benefits to the brain it's not only the folic acid it is many other yeah many other b vitamins that have found to be very helpful for brain and memory issues and also depression anxiety adhd and all that so those would be my main the main supplements i would look at and of course also how to increase those nutrients in the diet but it could be very beneficial to supplement vitamin d magnesium b vitamins and the omega-3 for a good while to have the effects and there are also certain foods that have good studies that kind of stick out in the treatment of memory issues and brain issues for example blueberries there is actually a couple of very good studies on blueberries um, the kind of active constituents in the blueberries are the a class of polyphenols that are called anthocyanidins and this is what actually gives the, the blueberries the color so many fruits have this Uh, anthocyanidins actually all purple red blue uh, fruits have those so those flavonoids are very beneficial for the brain I mean they're also very beneficial for the heart and we talked about this connection between the heart and the brain between the pumping strength and circulation so yeah you get many benefits if you just increase your intake of berries um, you don't have to supplement you know I mean in a supplement form you can also you can get for example the resveratrol which is a form of those flavonoids that you can take in a capsule or also 
uh, grapeseed extract or things like that but you can easily I mean you could really make an effort and eat a cup of berries every day even if it's just you know to just have them at home always you use frozen berries and keep them in the freezer and just take out a cup every day put it in your smoothie put it in your breakfast this would be a great way to increase those nutrients in your diet also celery has shown in studies very good improvement for the brain it is also kind of it calms the nerves it can also help with sleep it doesn't make you tired actually yeah not at all but it, it yeah it calms anxiety and all kind of brain and neurological issues so celery juice is a good idea um, and also of course cut out the sugar sugar increases inflammation and we talked about it how inflammation increases those problems in the brain add some sulfur containing foods so we also have good studies on that uh, sulfur is important for um, yeah, detoxification sulfur is contained in vegetables like garlic or all kinds of uh, cabbage family vegetables like broccoli or brussels sprouts or kale so those plants of course also have several benefits for your health it's good to increase them in your diet they have lots of antioxidants and vitamins and everything so yeah there is good studies also on those foods that they are very good for brain and nerve health Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. You can also hop over to my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is called Herbal Help by Tamara and I have some shorter form little videos like 10 minutes, 15 minutes long um, where I also talk about, yeah, I have several playlists about digestive health and beneficial supplements for all kinds of herbs and supplements for all kinds of chronic health conditions and how to improve your health and well-being so check out the youtube channel you can also hop over to my website it's herbalhelp.net so it's herbal h-e-l-p it's help and not health so um yeah just make sure you type it correctly herbalhelp.net you can also find this link in the description of this podcast episode and yeah i hope you're subscribed to this channel and you can send me some feedback there's even a link in this description um, where you can leave me a little audio message uh, if you want to so send me any feedback or questions or ideas what what you want to listen to other episodes that i should yeah other herbs and chronic uh, health conditions that you want me to talk about so any suggestion is very welcome so thank you again for listening and hopefully you pass by here next time and yeah listen to some other episodes on this podcast okay thank you and see you next time ciao